morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. So we are in Proverbs 17 this morning, starting with verse 1 and 2. Let's say a prayer and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Be glorified as we study your word. Show us something new today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so 17, 1 and 2. Um, are going to resemble some previous Proverbs that we've already looked at, and it's really just another way to say say those. So we'll talk about it again because it's important stuff. It's important stuff. Um, let's get on here to the notes. So verse 1 says, Better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. You ever heard that saying, money can't buy happiness, can't buy joy? That's really what this is. What this statement is saying. So you're better off having less, yet having joy and peace and comfort and happiness in your life than you are having all the material things of the world, yet have strife. And you can look out in society and over time, across time and, and different cultures, and over and over the same thing occurs, and they all have... Every culture seems to have a story that kind of reflects this verse. You have someone who's very rich, and they have everything, yet they're very unhappy. And you have someone who doesn't have much, yet they are satisfied in life, and they are at peace, and they are extremely happy, and they don't have a lot of things. And that's just, that's the reality of it. That's the truth. You know, money cannot buy genuine, true joy. It only comes through knowing God and being satisfied in God and satisfied in who you are and who he created you to be and that you don't need anything else. And uh, this is a, a good reminder of that truth, a very good reminder. The other thing, too, to point out here is Solomon's idea behind this as well is that spiritual things are more important than material things. And it's the spiritual things that are going to lead to joy and, and happiness, not the material things. So at the end of the day, verse 1 here is a reminder that a relationship with God is way more valuable than having a house full of feasting, okay? Um, because just because you might have a house full of feasting or have a lot of money and have a lot of things doesn't mean that it's going to be free from strife. Well, I didn't mean to do that. Free from strife right here. Okay, verse 2 says, A servant who deals wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully and will share the inheritance as one of the brothers. Now, in ancient times, um, you would have a household, and uh, the father who would rule the household would have children, probably have sons. The eldest son would be considered the one to inherit everything from his father one day. But the household would also have servants who lived in the household and took care of things and looked over the household. Now, if you had a son who was a shameful son, a son who did not care for his father or his family or his, the things that were given to him, um, sometimes the father would leave a greater inheritance of his material possessions to his servant because his servant had proved and shown that he was more respectful of the father's things and was going to take care of the household once the father was gone. And so the idea behind it here is that a servant who deals wisely, if you're wise with the things you are given, much more will be given to you. And we see that elsewhere in Scripture. Now, this little analogy here, 
can apply directly to our relationship with God in a spiritual sense. Now, this is obviously giving us a real earthly tangible story that probably is a reflection of some true story at some point in time but this also reflects our our spiritual story okay and so if we are wise remember what a wise person is according to solomon it's someone who fears the lord someone who puts god first so we are servants in the household of the lord and if we are wise and put him first and put his desires first and serve him we will be adopted into the family and receive an inheritance, okay? We receive an inheritance of God our Father because we have acted wisely by accepting Jesus as Savior and calling him Lord and serving him. If we go our own way, even though we're, we're created by God, and in a sense we're children of God because he created us and breathed us into existence, we won't even receive any inheritance if we reject the will and the lordship of the father of the household. Okay, So we see a spiritual analogy here and one that kind of points us to the gospel and the idea of being adopted into the family of God. Just because you're born of the father as the son is, does not mean you will receive an inheritance. It's when you deal wisely that you receive the inheritance. That's the key and important thing to point out here. It's when you act like you um, care for the Father and His will and His things that you then gain the respect of the Father and receive the inheritance from Him. Okay, And it's the same, same thing in salvation. So some really good lessons here. Really good, good information here. And again, as all these Proverbs do, they point us to loving God and loving others. And as we can see here, really, verse 1 and 2 today is a lot about putting God first. Putting God first. In verse 1, it's better to have less material things and have a right relationship with God. Okay, And in verse 2, it's all about dealing wisely and having that right relationship with God. And that's when you will receive the inheritance of God. Okay, good stuff. Remember, at the end of the day, seek first the kingdom of God. What he wants, what he has purposed and planned is a whole lot better than what you have purposed and planned. And he knows what's best. So seek a relationship with him. Have a wonderful and blessed day. And I will see you again tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.